to remember how to do this. Very good. Yeah, it's been a long time, Ollie. It's been so long. People have been begging, begging, internationally begging. Well, I'm going to blame you for it, not not me. I've been here. Yeah, I know you've been. I've been <laughs> kicking you out the room so I could record with other people. Yeah, precisely. Welcome back to CrossFit Buff Podcast, Ollie. It's lovely to to have you on. Um, post open. Yep. Recovered. Almost post open. Almost post open. Yeah. If you want a quick redo. I'm here. If you want that, we can stop the recording. I'll go and judge you, know you. Yeah. Do you know what? This last one was the only one where I felt like I'm half tempted to redo it. Really? Yeah. Just because I think I could get quite a few more reps if I execute a little bit better. But I think I am one and done on open workouts to the point that, you know, if I was like walking from one element to the next and I tripped on the, the bucket of chalk or something. I still wouldn't redo the workout. Yeah. I just be like, you know what? It's, it it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. No, I, it's funny, actually, uh, if we're talking about repeating workouts. So the very first open was, um, the first workout was double unders and snatches. And there's no scale division there. So you can imagine that the people think that CrossFit's actually getting worse, but actually it, it was, the barrett entry then was even higher. Um, and after the first week that, website crashed and so they rolled it over for another i think it was a leaderboard wasn't quite working so it's the first time they've ever done it it was quite revolutionary at the time so and uh yeah they so they rolled it over and we'd already me and shacks and and the rest of the gang had already done it like three times like try and beat our score it's like a i think it was 10 minute amrap of 15 snatches 30 double unders and so they rolled it over so we did it another three times to try and get a better score and so you can imagine the state of our calves at the end of that. And then the next week, it was like a 15, 12, 9, again, 20-minute AMRAP of push-ups, deadlifts, and box jumps, like bounding oh, box bounding. jumps. Lovely. So, yeah. I, um, it was a dodgy one as well, though, because it was like hand-release push-ups. So, right. like, judging those was a mess. <laughs> so they, they learned a lot of lessons yeah. in the early years. Generally, don't get push-ups in the open anyway no because it's so hard to judge well i think they probably could be better now but yeah it's just the angle of the hip and stuff without getting too technical you get that kind of like snaking up yeah exactly exactly so you could do it in live competition but how you set the standards for that and stuff would be tricky yeah but yeah so we yeah we've had some fun repeating workouts in the past do you have a a, a favorite workout of the uh three and a half we've done this week this open <laughs> personally and i know i'm biased but honestly i enjoyed every single one of them i thought they were they were fun workouts everyone a little bit different i love the simplicity of the second one just running and burpee pull-ups it's you know i'm a simple man and like simple things so i love that the the chippers are always fun so um yeah the 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 first workout was 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 good fun and then the last one was just it was challenging but i i kind of like that as well it's 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 slightly more technical uh there wasn't really any hiding places um so yeah and again like i i guess i'm speaking from a place where i'm at least able to do everything i'm not i'm not ex i'm not absolutely you know executing as good as some of the best people in the gym but at least i can do stuff so i have a a slightly different perspective than somebody who maybe can't lift that 60 kilo bar in that last workout or 
can't do I a know, muscle so you, up. You made or... direct eye contact with me when you said about lifting that 60 well, kilo bar. Well, it's only because we've just been talking about it, but I, I, I can, I guess I need to look at it from, with my CrossFit hat on as well as look at it through the lens of other people and, you know, could it, could it be better? I, possibly, I don't know, but um, it, I, I guess, and we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole now, but it, it, when these workouts are programmed, I think people think it's just done in an, in an echo chamber with no feedback and no consideration for affiliate owners or the different scale like level of athletes and stuff but you're talking about what we had 330,000 people sign up for this competition this year to try and get the perfect workout for every single individual is is almost impossible really so um unless you because and in a class so we'll do a workout in a class and say for example we did that chipper workout Every single person in that class's workout is probably going to be slightly different. They might scale the toes to bar slightly different. They might row a slightly diff- different distance. Uh, there's this, like, if we're doing our job right in the gym as coaches, we should be tailoring that specifically to every every single person. You can't do that in the open when it becomes a competition because there's got there's got to be some barriers, right? There's still got to be s- some level of competition there. So. Um, but yeah, loved it. Lo- loved it, enjoyed it, loved the vibe in the gym. Um, again, Emma did a great job just kind of coordinating it with the team captains. The team captains absolutely smashed out of the park. It's great to have them driving that. Um, I-, I-, I would hazard a guess that we would have possibly less than 50% of participation if it wasn't for the team captains and the way we structure it within the gym. I think if we just said, hey, Open's happening, sign up. And it's all based on just the individual. I don't think we'd get the same buy-in um, as as we do by having the team captains. So that was a great feature of it. Um, the team that were working, so Craigie on the Friday night, on the Thursday night, like processing the workout and Ed processing the workout, getting it set up for the morning crew. Uh, Joey and Hannah kind of leading that in the morning. And then Craig and Tina again in the evening, just coordinating that and, and making it as smooth as possible so people can... can um, be set up for success was 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 a huge highlight as well so yeah good positive you, enjoyed it do you know um where, where the affiliate came like for for signups this year fourth in the uk yeah um got it here. Found it here. yeah fourth in the uk we were probably about 15th 16th 17th europe glasgow were fourth worldwide yeah not bad yeah, and then um, worldwide, I'm hoping we creeped in under the top 50. Yeah, 42nd. There we go. Yeah. We were 15th last year, so I'm slightly... It, like, I think it was hugely positive, but we did slip back a bit on participation. That's something to look at yeah. for, for next year. I, I, and I think... But then at the same time, there were more sign-ups this year globally than yeah. than last year. Yeah. Quite a lot more. So, yeah. obviously, you know, if a lot of those came from <laughs> the yeah. same boxes... But I, I do I know there were some that didn't sign up this year that did last year for a variety of reasons. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I, I was I was like I was on the fence about signing up, mm. but not really. Mm. You know, I, I like to tell myself I was on the fence of yeah. kind of oh maybe I won't sign up, but I knew there was no way I was not going to be no. signing up. But I I did have to sign up very much with a my training has been inconsistent for the last couple of months i've been ill i've had problems let's do this as a reset actually for me it's been really good because starting from the first week of the open 
was the first that was like the first week i could train three times a week again mm. at least like three or four times a week mm. in months mm. so i kind of really used it to sort of spur me into getting yeah. back to it i guess it is habits. a tricky time of year isn't it because you you come off the back of christmas which is always disrupted and you, early january it's cold there's all sorts of sickness bugs going around after the kids go back to school and stuff that you're gonna have to contend with and then you bang smack into the the open so it's not it's always but i, I guess it's never going to be a perfect time of year is it i i'm curious so so you um you kind of said you were on the fence but you just it was a given that you were going to do it eventually but um why is it a given like why is that Oh, you know why why why, why do it why did you why because i feel like i can't i can't really speak about it unless i do it <laughs> is that, that's that's the thing yeah. that's the um the rod i've made for my own back really yeah is you know, i was i was gonna have conversations like this with you yeah so locally yeah. With, within the box and then on a kind of you know i, I had people messaging me from different parts of the world being mm. like oh you signed up for the open mm. uh you know join my custom leaderboard and and, and stuff like that so i was kind of like can't sort of yeah but it, but it's interesting right yeah okay obviously you've got a platform and you want to speak to it on your platform as well um but also you do want to share that experience with other people in the community right? and you want to be able to speak to it authentically and from yeah. first hand and share that experience from people and i think that's the thing for me why people do it, it it's a it's an ability it's an opportunity to connect with one another you know I, I, for me it's a good measure as a box how much engagement we've got um, with the open and like i said we went back a little bit which actually like you said isn't the trend globally like that's definitely increased um and i think it, i guess it just depends on you know all sorts of different factors in the box at the time and where people are at with their with their fitness journey and but yeah it's it's, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity to just if people come in and you share stories about it and it gives you that common point of reference that that, um, that's what i think as well that it does it's it's exactly the same like that's exactly the same that we have locally anyway because you know I've, even today speaking with some of the guys i was like oh, what's that that workout we did on tuesday and like we start talking about the elements that were killing us on tuesday mm -hmm. and it's that but it doesn't matter where you go mm -hmm. you can go anywhere in the world and mm -hmm. you can see something you're like oh man did you do 23.1 yeah. or oh, 50 toes to bar yeah starting to open like that oh that hurt do you know what i mean you, you've got that kind of common suffering wherever you go yeah and there, and there are people that i spoke to over the last couple of weeks that i hadn't spoken to in a while but they would send me a message about the open workout like, yeah oh, how did that go or how did this go so I, I do think it it does just kind of give you that common because the programming within an individual boxes can be hugely different yeah but the open workouts are going to be you know we we all did that one yeah it's the one time that we can all celebrate it together as a community and i i think that was the i think the last workout probably maybe made people feel a bit flat because it was tricky and it was short and um but it you know for me on friday it was about regardless of how you how you do in the workout it's about celebrating each other the, the, it's the usual crews that were judging each other and cheering each other on and working out. It's like the 6 a.m. crew as an example. Like that is their time to celebrate each other and give each other a pack on the back and really cheer them on and want them to do well. And um, you don't do that, you know, day to day. And so have, creating that moment, even if it's just once a year where we do celebrate each other, um, I think is uh, is 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 powerful and, and and super important and and is the magic of of the open, right? 
yeah, another thing that I found interesting this year with doing the Open was that, um, so I came and did it at 9.30 every morning on a Friday. Um, and I've recently, this is part of like the struggle to get in and things like that, is I've had to sort of shift from coming in at 10.30 when I was doing the mornings to coming in at 9.30. And I know everyone in the 10.30 class really well. And I, I know everyone, you know, more or less in the 9.30 class, but not not really well. So doing the Open with them was nice because it kind of, accelerated those relationships i guess is for lack of a yeah, better it's word. a real difficult one isn't it because i guess if you're brand new say you're two weeks into crossfit month into crossfit and then you're coming in on a friday and like hold on a minute would i thought yeah. it wasn't about competition What's all this like, tape on yeah the yeah yeah and someone is going to count my reps and judge me and so that can be intimidating and, and definitely puts people off i know it does and, and 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 that's fair enough but in the same breath it is a great opportunity to actually share that experience with somebody and meet other people and, and yeah, cheer each other on and stuff. So I think, um, yeah, so, 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 so hugely positive in my mind. Um, just, just you, you prompted me to think of something again. I'm going to ask you another question. Uh, so you push 10:30 to 9:30 purely because that 10:30 is just pretty much middle of the day. Basically, if you've got work and, and other commitments, eight o'clock, would that be, preferable or is 9 30 kind of the sweet spot um, anyway oh hey actually um because my because emily starts school at 9 30 mm. um but eight o'clock i would be finished by nine yeah so, we just so it we depends on we thought we've talked about eight o'clock class a lot actually in the past and um the challenge with it is because it's bang smack in the middle of the school drop-off mm. it just gets a little bit interesting with the volume of traffic going going up the road up anyway. and yeah. Bath. yeah we want to be respectful of that but yeah you just you just prompted me because you yeah you, you well, were talking it, about it, coming it, earlier so it, it is that i mean like today it's great i can come in nine thirty, train we can do this and then i can go back and i can because monday now is like the only day that i can get anything done so i kind of have to do everything on monday and and it's terrible because I sort of have my list of jobs to do. And if I, and I know when I'm getting towards like the end of the day, I'm like, oh no, these two free jobs. It's not that, oh, I didn't get them done today. It's that they will not get looked at again like until next Monday because just my schedule then just is packed from sort of now till then. So um, so yeah, it, is, it has been that for convenience. And then I'm still doing eight o'clock Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, you've seen me there. Have Sometimes. I seen you there? You've yeah. seen me there, yeah. Sporadically. Sporadically, yes. Yeah. Sporadically is better than not at all. Well, as yes. I as I said, well, this was the problem that I had when I was saying I couldn't train. I was just every evening was getting like booked up with stuff, but a lot of hospital visits for my my grandfather, different things. So it wasn't like oh, I was out doing stuff that I was enjoying. It was just evenings yeah. were getting booked. So the only time I could come in were the two days that I can get in in the morning, mm. and then the times I'd normally come in the evening, those yeah. evenings were all gone. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because like. We've got more members than we've ever had before. We hit 500 last last month. Um, but actually, there's still room in classes. It's like, you know, we've had periods of time where there's been big wait lists and people haven't been able to get in. And so what we, we think we're looking at and digging into is like, okay, well, yeah, are, are the members as engaged? Are they turning up as much? Or are we drifting back into kind of pre-pandemic times where life's very busy like you know you, you just said it right you still want to come in but stuff gets in the way um inevitably especially as the week goes on as well it's funny you were saying like monday is my day like 
I, I'd be I'd be interested. Like attendance on a Monday is always super high, and and Tuesday's pretty good. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday always drops off. Just and and that's not just our gym. That's just globally for any gym in general, whether it's a, a globo gym or a CrossFit gym. Um, so that's interesting. But we're just trying to think of ways of how we can encourage people to come in and and prioritize their fitness right without feeling the pressure of it obviously life gets in the way but i'm just i'm just interested to just see what's going on and continue to track that over time are we slipping back i think we valued our fitness and we made more time for fitness during lockdowns and stuff because we had we could right we we had less yeah. commitments but i just wonder if we are and i think coming out of that it, it was a good reflection for people to think you know what this is important to me. I want to make sure that this is a priority for me and I want to make sure that I have plenty of time to to um, work on my, my health and fitness. And I just, like I said, I just wonder whether we're like slowly creeping back towards pre-pandemic times and we're not making that, that time for ourselves. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. something that I'm, I'm interested in and I'm interested to track over time because um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, we I was just joking with you, like, Coming in sporadically is better than not at all, but I think um, coming coming in two, three, four times a week to then like consistently two times a week to then one time a week is a slippery slope, right? You know, and eventually you're thinking, why well, is there any point in coming if I can only make it once a week? So we want to try and prevent that. You know, we really want people to come and get the benefits of the gym. Um, and so just finding ways and incentives to do that is, is something that's important to us. And we're thinking about kind of, moving forward yeah yeah well i, I always had the attitude because I, I mean just because of family and other responsibilities i couldn't i could never be one of those guys coming in like six times a week that was impossible but i used my theory was always four times a week and that way if something happens and i lose one of those days at least i got in three times mm. and and that and actually that's still like that's still the target it's just been the last couple of months that it hasn't been i've lost one of those days i constantly kept losing two of those days mm. and i mean and there were literally times i was like yeah i'm booked in for the class i'm ready to go and then i was getting a phone call in the morning being like you need to be here in the evening for this and i was just like oh. so you know cancelling the class in the morning knowing that that evening is now gone um and then the problem i have is that you start because you i do prioritize my like I do, I do, this is important to me especially for my health as well because i i have what i did find as well is in that period my health wasn't improving because I was not coming in as much. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you're like, you're going to like the, the reasons I've been missing class have been quite serious and I've been there. And in the back of my mind, I'm also a bit annoyed that I'm not at the, like, like, oh, I'm not yeah. at the gym. And it's kind of like, yeah, but you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, mm. this is a lot more important. Yeah. You should be here and I should be giving this my yeah. attention. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I saw the workouts there. I really would have enjoyed mm. doing that one. And oh, I saw the list. I know who was in tonight. And yeah. oh, it's another week that I haven't gone in on a Tuesday. And and that's not great. No. <laughs> so I guess I guess at least that's your kind of mindset versus having to drag yourself to the gym. And, yeah. I, and some days, knowing the workout and stuff, you probably do oh, feel yeah. like you have to. And particularly at eight o'clock you're probably thinking oh it'd be quite easy to stay at home in the warm and stuff so um but at least you do look forward to it and you do miss it right i think that's oh yeah that's an alien thing to a lot of people it, it, outside of our bubble right outside of our crossfit bubble a lot of people probably like they go because they have to and it's a chore and they know they have to but and it shouldn't be like that you know it shouldn't and, and again we we try and do everything we can to make the experience fun and make you want to come and and, and actually you, I always say you, you you always regret 
um, not doing a workout, but you never regret doing a workout. Like you never finish a workout thinking, "Oh, I wish I didn't do that." Um, I've I've been feeling that a lot recently because yeah, with these sort of um, like dizzy spells and yeah. just not being able to breathe properly and things like yeah. that. Coming in has been like quite a, quite tough to yeah. kind of motivate myself to just, as you said, like especially eight o'clock in the evening, like oh, I've got to go in. But every time I've come in, I've gone away like, oh yeah, that was that was the right decision. I'm glad I came in. Uh, and it is a, the few times I haven't been able to come in. You are sitting at home again, like oh, I really should have gone in. How do you motivate yourself? When like, do you need to motivate? Like, you know, what what's that thought process in your head? Do you know what's really funny? What I do is I look at the list <laughs> of, of who's in the class, and you know, I'll, I'll see like it, it's so ironic because it, if there's lots of people in, and there's lots of people in, and it'll be like, oh look, yeah, like Rob's in, Sam's in, Dan's in. You know, I'll look at that and I'll be like, well, now I've got to go because they're all in and you mm. know, I've, I've got to come in mm. and then I'll check the list again in the evening and if people have dropped off then I'm like well now I've got to go because otherwise no one's there and okay so sort I've of got to so it, it's it doesn't matter which way yeah, well, that's way. good that's interesting to say because we were talking at, at Trowbridge we were talking about this and we were wondering whether we were considering taking off the list of names right. and the total attendance of the class because we were pondering on whether like sometimes there are classes of like two three people and we were wondering whether um people see oh it's a smaller class like, i'm small not going to go it's not going to be you know might maybe have the same atmosphere and stuff like that um yeah but actually what you're saying is like no i'm gonna if i'm if if the other boys drop out i'm gonna go i'm gonna be our yeah our, our um flag bearer i'm gonna go and represent so um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Love a small class. Yeah, we've done loads together that have been like, yeah, you know, two or three people. And yeah, you. I enjoy coaching it because you really dig in with those. That's people. why I like it. It's it's yeah. more like a, you know, it's not one on one, but like one on three, you get mm. a lot more of the, yeah, the focus from the coach. So that's great. Yeah, uh, and you know, in a big class is is nice for a different reason, but yeah, never too big. I don't. I really don't like the big big classes. <laughs> that, that's that, that's just don't it. like showing off, Jace. Do you? Yeah, that's it. I'm just so humble. I want to fly under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, well, okay, it'll be interesting to see because I, I did want to ask, you know, as I've got you on today, that was sort of part of the the, the chat was going to be, you know, obviously the open that's done, that's the past, but yeah. what, what, what's the future? What are we looking for? What's yeah, did you notice? Up? I didn't ask you what we were going to talk about today. I just tried to steer you down a path. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's a dream. It's a dream come true, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other uh, little conversations you and the boys have been having then, that things we should be? Uh... Um, well, it's not just me and the boys; it's, it's everyone really. And, and um, obviously, Emma's come on as head coach, and she's yep. part of that leadership team now as well. So um, she's got a big part to play in terms of um, helping us, guide us, and what we prioritise over the year. I think um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, the last kind of three to four months, there's been a lot of emphasis on just the team and getting the team aligned and just making sure we're all on the same page heading in the right direction knowing what we want to achieve together as a group um investing in them um a from a you know uh giving them a, a path a career path um and clearly defining that which we, we've not had in the past so that's i think that's been well received by them and helps them see what the next step is for them um and also um, just invested in them and in and, and a little bit of coach development and stuff. So we, we've, we've definitely been spending a large proportion of our time focusing on that because we think that's the most important part, right? We always start with people. Um, 
and then the, the next kind of few months there's there's a few things i think it's that engagement piece um there's a big component around how we look after the the very new members we we, we typically see that if you get to four months as a member you're almost guaranteed to stay it's that first four months it's always tricky you've got to ingrain it into a habit and all the stuff that we've just been talking about as well and and, and trying to um, find ways to keep them engaged and because it and it is daunting right you come into a class a, a larger class and stuff and um you know you, you that can be intimidating for people when that's not lost on us so um i think we're not going to try and pretend that um our classes aren't that big and you know but we'd like to think that the coach to, and that's another thing that we've been trying to iron out as well getting the right scheduling with coach to client ratio and all that type of stuff and it's a difficult balance because sometimes you'll um you'll have one coach on and you'll be right at the limit like 16 17 18 people and other times you'll have two coaches on and you might have eight people in a class and you know that's not very efficient for us but i think it's just the nature of it you can't control when people come in and stuff you can kind of largely predict it um so yeah just just from a staffing perspective and trying to get that right um and and focusing on that new member and a lot of it is also just trying to get and i think there's a big education with the current members as well it's just a little bit more around crossfit itself and what we're trying to achieve and helping them understand the logic behind the programming and and why we do certain things and just get everyone bought into that process a little bit more i think um you know you you've spoken to maybe a hundred people on this podcast potentially now jace and um I think out of all those people, some have probably got an awareness around CrossFit more than others. You're going to have super fans, right? They're, they're all in and they know the athletes and they'll come to competitions and stuff. And then you probably spoke to people that couldn't even tell you what CrossFit is. Um, and we feel like actually we need to probably do a better job of educating people on CrossFit and why we do CrossFit and why CrossFit's above our door and why we believe it's the, the optimal way to, to improve your, your general physical preparedness, your fitness. Um, but that starts with the as soon as you join and that starts during the intro and understanding the different models that we use and why we use those models because we think if we can get bought into that you understand that when you're coming in on a day like today and we're doing a heavy strength day why that's important um and you don't need to just go hard and bury yourself every day and and do a 20 minute cardio session and that's the only way to to improve your fitness so there's a there's a bit of that going on and then a little bit further forward what we're trying to lay some foundations for and prepare for is kind of midway through the year what does a nutrition offering look like from the gym because um it's a cliche but you can't train a out train a bad diet and that's that's so true and i think um again do people have the awareness of how important nutrition is um but then also what are we doing to educate the members and also give them the tools and the resources to be successful in their their nutrition as well and so that's something kind of it's a big beast and it's something that we want to do properly and we've done nutrition challenges and stuff in the past which is fine they've got a place but what what we tend to find is people go all in do these nutrition challenges and then as soon as after that they go on a binge or they just drop it lose it all together and it's that we we need to be building it in a way we need to be educating and, and implementing nutrition in a way that is sustainable for the long term and it just becomes part of your lifestyle it doesn't feel like it's a you know you're not doing an eight-week cut and then you know and then you put all the weight back on that's just generally what happens we've seen it happen time after time after time so nutrition is a big one for us and again um 
it's the foundation of the CrossFit model. Like at the bottom of the pyramid, the most important thing is nutrition. Yet we're not providing an offering for people, and we're not supporting and educating people as well as we possibly could do. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit about, I guess, what we do outside of the. We have people for an hour. Yeah. But how can we support people for the other twenty-three hours in a day? What does that look like? Um, because it's hugely important. It's going to be important for your health, but also how you perform in the gym as well. Um, we've been speaking to our about, about teacup as well and how we could potentially implement that for the members and, and the coaches just so from a well-being perspective and just tracking you know the workouts that we're doing and, and and this education that we are providing how is it actually impacting people's mental well-being and their health outside of the gym and um, we don't have the data on that we don't track that at the moment but something like a teacup could 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 help us achieve that so um so just a small things that we're working on but that's a bit more context of what we're thinking about yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right because, and 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 I think that's one of the. I think there are a couple of things that, that like separate CrossFit from just your average gym membership, um, and you know, and like one of you know one of the things that we've already talked about is sort of the the class structure and that that I see that you know Rob and Dan and Sam and that are in, so that's why I'm coming. Whereas mm. if I was just going to you know global gym, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily know who's going. Yeah, I suppose going. you could you could get that another class based. Yeah. Gym. Well, I, I was talking. Somebody actually posted up something the other day. I saw that doesn't do CrossFit, and it was basically saying he'd done a similar thing where it was he needed that accountability mm. and he'd sign up to class. And I chimed in with, to be honest, that's how I've been able to stick with CrossFit for so many years is because yeah. there is that kind of I feel that accountability that yeah. I'm signed into a class. I'm yeah. going to go in. But then the the other thing is that, yeah, most of those gyms, when you're in, they're going to be keeping an eye on you, maybe making sure you're not, you know, killing yourself on their machinery or damaging anything of their, you know, any of their equipment. And then once you walk out that door, you're sort of forgotten until you walk back in. Yeah. Um, whereas I do think people, when they get into CrossFit, when they get properly into CrossFit, they do start thinking a lot more about, well, what am I eating? Am I sleeping? What am I doing? I mean, I know that's probably the only good thing that has come out of the last couple of months for me is because I couldn't get in and train as much as I wanted. I'm like, right, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't remove these obstacles that are at the moment preventing me getting in, mm. but can I clean up what I'm eating? Can I focus more on making sure I'm getting sleep yeah. when I can? Um, and and I've done that basically. Uh, and yeah. now, now that I'm back training as much as I was before, I'm hoping <laughs> that those good habits that I've developed over the last couple of months yeah. will, will carry on and I'll see a sort of a, a benefit across the board. Yeah, that's fascinating because I, I think I'm probably the opposite. I think I'm, if I'm not training, the rest of my stuff uh, goes out the window as well. I feel like I'm I'm less disciplined. I feel like the, the training anchors everything else. But, um, you know, it's just me. Like, But that's great that you you've been able to focus on that. You've not been able to get it in, but you could control the, con- you can control the controllables, right? You can control what you decide to eat. Not always. Maybe yeah. uh, sleep is a little bit harder to control with little kids and stuff. So, um, but at least you've got an awareness about that. And I think if you know, even if you know you're going to be up in the night a few times and you know, you're going to be up early, well, you can control going to bed a little bit earlier yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So. That's what I've done. Basically go to bed earlier and I've, I've just started reading again. I used to read a lot and now yeah. I'm just reading and, and not reading, not the kind of books you've got over there. I'm just reading kind of, you know, fiction or whatever. Just, I find reading knocks me out. Like I read a few pages and then I'm so tired yeah. and I'll just fall asleep. I'm exactly the same. Versus sort of watching Netflix and yeah. then be like, oh, one more show, oh, one more show, oh, one more show. And then it's one o'clock in the morning. Are you reading anything at the moment? 
Uh, I'm reading. I, I really, I'm on about book four or five of a series of um, books by Peter James. Okay. Uh, who is a? They're all like kind of crime fi- fiction, but I think he was a police officer or involved in the force. So it's very. It's set in Brighton Hove. Okay. And it's very very true to life for actual yeah how police procedure works yeah kind of it's not a it's not like uh was it csi enhance enhance, enhance. <laughs> it is very much like quite true to life real police work yeah, yeah. And it's yeah it's, it's good cool yeah i'm reading um I, i'm the same i read before i go to bed it just helps me unwind and switch off and some days i'll read 20 pages other days i'll literally not get through half a page and yeah. then i'll be out so and that's fine like for me it is just part of that unwinding process and um you know if i if i don't get through a book I, like the, last week i've been pretty tired so i've barely read any of it but um other other times i'll i'll, I'll be able to dig into to a little bit more yeah i'm reading war of the worlds going back to war right, of the worlds yeah. actually enjoying that one so okay yeah. that's funny because it's 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 a, it's a, it's quite a modern concept i guess but to to think that that was wrote in, uh, in the 19th century is pretty unbelievable, really. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Nice, yeah. yeah, I can't read anything that I need to, like, retain, if yeah. that makes sense. So if I was reading yeah. something that I'm like, oh, this is to better my life and yeah. I need to be able to retain it, yeah, I'll right. read that in the day. I never read the I, business book yeah, or anything yeah. like that before bed, really. Maybe an autobiography that has got, like, a business twist to it, I guess, because yeah. it's, you know might be a, a ceo or founder of a company is talking about their experiences and stuff but yeah nothing nothing educational you just gotta you got you just, the idea is that you switch your brain off exactly yeah i i think it definitely there's probably some science around it that i don't know about but it, it probably releases part of your brain that that helps you unwind and down regulate so yeah but um, i'm exactly the same as you like some nights six chapters mm. and then the next day it's yeah like two pages mm. and i'm like can't yeah. and, and what i do is i like look ahead to where's the next chapter break and i'm like i can probably make that yeah. and it's like four <laughs> times it's like the fourth time that i kind of drop the book on my face yeah and then i'm like <laughs> that was yeah, me last yeah, night that just, was me last night like, i will get through a page and it's like no can't do it nice okay so we're looking for an overall health lifestyle change that's probably yeah i think fundamentally like you know um being candid you can't just keep plowing people into the gym right eventually there's not going to be space for people to keep coming and um and and if we're doing our job people hopefully will start coming more often and and that will put even more pressure on the classes and i think there's always scope to add additional class times and uh, etc but um yeah what can we do to help support outside of the outside of the gym um and and there's a lots of people now that are relying on us with their health and fitness and we we take that um responsibility very seriously and i think we we'd be doing everyone a disservice if we're not you know providing more so and i suppose you know you're saying you were kind of referencing back to sort of pre-pandemic times pandemic times when people started to discover sort of how serious your health is maybe that they were unaware of that before and you guys obviously you know with this business were always sort of aware of how important it is but i suppose in a post pandemic world yeah you're even more aware of like okay you know we've got this incredible tool we can really help people yeah people really need that help because it you know yeah you're gonna have people that were members during lockdowns and were able to do zoom classes and things like that and you're still it's amazing there's still people that you'll find now that are like oh when when covid hit i locked everything down i stopped and i've never you know i've never started again anything and, and mm. so you've still got these people that are now kind of finally maybe feeling comfortable enough to yeah. 
to re-engage and, and start doing things and they're they're in a pretty i don't want to say like a bad state but you know what i mean like they they need a lot of help to to get fit and healthy yeah. again and 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 it's great speaking with the members as you said like speaking with all the different ones on here hearing how you know people have like really transformed their lives mm. and and oh. oh there we go oh, on call. We're, we're very fortunate um and it's, a, it's an absolute privilege to do what we get to do we need to remind ourselves that every single day that we get to support people improve their lives um i think the long term and this is something with my crossfit hat on as well is um i think doing crossfit is still a privileged thing to do i still think um there is a huge barrier to entry for anyone to do crossfit and i've heard the argument in the past that oh, well crossfit is available online for free you can download programs and stuff but um crossfit isn't really it's not amplified and it's not um you can't really do it on your own i think again this is when we're talking about what the gym is and 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 the magic behind that is like so it's a privileged thing and if you can't afford to come it's very to say that people could do it on their own at home is is um you know i think is a little bit detached Over, from yeah. reality yeah yeah simplification simplification um and so how do we how do we support those people that frankly are probably some of the people that need it the most as well um and so yeah that's something that is always kind of playing on me in the back of my mind but it's not something i think there's there's priorities to things things you, for me it's like um, and for us is working on the team and making sure the core team are happy. Then there's the the the, the next, I guess, um, ripple from that is the members and making sure that the people that are actually here and investing in us and trusting us with their fitness, we're supporting them. If we can support both those two parties, then who can we support and how can we support in the wider community as well? And um, so, yeah, and, I've, and in that order as well, it's important to get right in that order. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting you say it because I'd been, I'd been thinking about that from a completely different like point of view but mm -hmm. when there'd been all the talk about the you know worldwide leaderboard and the ranking system and that and how many spots asia get and how many spots africa get and things like that and that's where i'm thinking yeah because it is still quite there's quite a barrier to entry and mm -hmm. the country you know you're talking like oh asia yeah they're, they're going to get one spot they only need one spot they don't have athletes that really and you're thinking yeah but if you look at weightlifting if you look at other sports mm. they're absolutely smashing it mm. why are they not trying crossfit and it's because mm. well they're incentivized to to do those sports you know they're yeah. people that that is maybe the way out of poverty for them is mm. to excel in that sport mm. they're not going to go and pay and do crossfit and pay to do an online competition and do you know what i mean so yeah that's where my sort of mind went for it but obviously that's sort of in the the extreme to one sense but then you go to the other side and you're like yeah there is a yeah we, we 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 calculated that we roughly um about two million people when we don't have the data because we don't have the data on the members like crossfit is a an affiliation model and so crossfit doesn't own the affiliates um it's an affiliation and um but so we don't have the data on the members but we we think roughly there's two million people doing crossfit right now and we want that to be 30 million um and if we want it to get to 30 million by 20, 2030 is the goal um we need to be reaching out to to wider community and, and making crossfit more accessible to people so um i think crossfit has a responsibility to figure that out but also at affiliate level it's on us to figure that out as well and there's some really cool stuff that's happening um around the world to to help do that but it, there's there's definitely not like a an obvious model at the moment uh, how you um facilitate it and that's something that i think is uh something that i'm passionate about but also want to be thinking about 
um, you know, moving forward into the future. Because you can then impact so many more people as well. So, yeah. And I suppose even though CrossFit doesn't own it all, like it's an affiliate model, the, you know, there are affiliates that started doing something. Other affiliates will have seen that they were doing that and been like, mm-hmm. that worked really well. Yeah. We're using that. Yeah. And, and I mean, actually part of your job is going between different affiliates and you can share sort of things. Yeah, like absolutely. That. We need to do a better job of shining a light on those stories. And a lot of that is, um, a lot of that, frankly, is, through the marketing that we do and the, and the the storytelling that we do, um, I don't we we do great we we tell great stories on transformations and uh, people's experience in a box. We've started doing a better job of that. We tell a great story about the the athletes and and that type of thing, but we're not doing enough around the success of the affiliate owner and the coaches and what they're doing and how they're tra- transforming people's lives. And that's something that you'll start to see a lot more of in the next six months as well. It's like, and, and, and you know, I want to be able to go to a, an affiliate owner in Denmark, like I will be this weekend and saying, Hey, here's, here's a really good example of what success looks like. And these are doing some incredible stuff for the wider community. And at the moment we don't have that. We don't have that kind of, um, although we are connected, we're not elevating those stories. And so that's something that um, we're working on because, um, yeah, all, all, all um, the cliche is something like all, all ships. Uh, uh, rising tide. Riding tide and all ships, that sort of stuff, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, anyway. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for making time for me. Oh, I took up loads of your time. That's good. And uh, even declining calls on my behalf, I really appreciate that's that. All right, that's all right, Jace. Uh, yeah. That's how I know I've made yeah. it. <laughs> I'll suffer the consequences for that one later. Yeah, that's okay. Well, just tell um, Don that I said, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, he's definitely not ringing me. But yeah. um, cool. All right. Well, thanks for having me back on, Jace. Let's do it again. I've, I've yeah, we're just Let, let's not let's not wait six months to get yeah. you back on again. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Thanks, Wally. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>